everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from lovely Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up today, we're going to talk about religion and sex. Oh, we can't talk about that. That's indecent. <laughs> Ooh. Sex. Sexy sex. Like steam escaping in here. Ooh. <laughs> it's hot. It is hot. <laughs> the hotness. All right. That's so, right. Yeah, TGIA right. is going to go hot. Mm, and steamy. TGIA after dark. <laughs> mm. In which we just uh, do the same thing that we normally do. And just go. Mm, we just turn on a light. Mmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Religion, religion news. Damn. We need to get the Red Rock Hot Club to play something a little spicier. Around. So, what have you got, Dan? Well, it, it filed under It's Not Just Us News. Uh, I have oh, a, a, okay. a listener submitted article uh, about the Chief Justice of South Africa's Supreme Court. Oh, and not the us being American, not just Americans. Okay, all right. Uh, Chief Justice, mm, son of a bitch. Why do they have to be so hard? Magong, Magong. Hmm. Uh, of South Africa. I'm sure you did that justice. I'm positive I nailed it. I'm sure you did that, Chief Justice's name, M- Justice. Chief Justice, who? <laughs> Mbala Mbala. No, it's not Mbala Mbala. It's Mungong Mugong Mugong. I don't know. M O G O E N G. There, you did it. Mugong Mugong Mugong. Fine. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh Mr. Mugong Mugong uh has has come out uh <clears throat> very very firmly uh in in the column of uh no separation between between church and state. None. Well, not none. Uh, he he did say this. He said, quote, The critical question that we are called upon to grapple with is how the interplay between law and religion could yield a product that is for the common good of all in Africa's pluralistic societies. Hmm. And by pluralistic, I guess he means Christian? <laughs> all the varieties of Christian. Right, exactly. We've got black Christians. We've got white Christians. Mm. You know, there's... Pentecostal Christians and there's Catholic Christians. It's a pluralistic society. So many, so 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 many. Yeah, he uh, he apparently quoted Tom Jefferson, our our beloved Thomas Jefferson. Well, I mean, when inventor, if you of the can ex- quote Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, you know you're on. You, you've got you know you're on the right side of things. No, he managed what? to to stay on the wrong side. What? What did he do? Well, he did say uh the intersection between religion and the law has been the subject of subject matter of some controversy for many years now. Okay. Uh but he seems to think that uh that they need to that they there needs to be more religion in the law. Uh no. Well, okay. The writer of the article that was sent into us uh, keeps pointing out that, oh, we have a constitution here, and uh, maybe you should just be, you know, defending, you know, making sure that the laws are in line with the constitution as per your constitutional mandate. Yeah. But, uh, no, he seems to think that, that it, it would be a good idea to get more get more Jesus in there. Well, if if there were more Jesus in the constitution, then he'd have that that, that mandate. One one might think that one might be tempted to ask the question, "What's the harm in a little in a little bit more Jesus? A little Jesus in this." Uh, 
Apparently, there was a ruling, rec- uh, a fairly recent ruling. Oh, it was a while back. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a rape trial. Oh. Um, and he, in his, uh, in in his talking about this rape trial, I, I, I can't. Was this the? Uh, he reduced the sentence of the child of a child rapist, saying, "Quote." One can safely assume that the accused must have been mindful of the victim's tender age and was thus so careful as to not as not to injure her private parts except accidentally when he penetrated her. What who is this guy? This, this is, is the this is this is this chief justice. Who the f- What? Right. right. This guy's a problem. Yeah. He said, he said that would explain why the child was neither sad nor crying when she returned from the shop, notwithstanding oh. the rape. In addition to the tender approach that, that would explain the absence of serious injuries the and the absence of, of, rape. of serious bleeding, he, brought her, he bought her silence and cooperation with Simba chips and R30. I don't know what R30 is, but Simba chips are just snack food. Um, yeah. He reduced the sentence of the of a child rapist because because it was gentle. He clearly took her tender age into account. <laughs> so yeah, they got a peach there. Oh wow! They, okay, they, they got they got somebody good protecting them down down to Cape Town. Boy, and if he and the uh, the, the the chief justice of Alabama. Yeah, joined forces. Right, that's what I'm saying. They yeah. could, they could have a, they could take that show on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they could, they could be all over the place with that stuff. <laughs> Roy Moore. Yeah, I think the, that's the, the Roy name, Moore yeah. boing boing boing. What is his name? Magong Magong Magong. If that is really your name, right. sir. More Magong Magong on tour for the first time. <laughs> oh, God. Well, all right. Thank you, Dan. I just that, thought I'd start us off on a happy I, note. I, I know one of the other stories you're bringing up. You're, you're I'm going, on one today. I, yeah, well, that's why. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad I, I, I went the direction I went with some of these. Yes. So I'm going to shift gears just a, just a little bit <laughs> and talk about that wonderful British boy band, One Direction. Oh, sure. I've heard of them. Ooh, yeah. I've heard of them. Five. Strapping young men. Yes. Sure. Yeah, you know. Cuties. One and all. They they are. It it's almost as if they found them based on their looks. You and their singing ability. Because it was I like like they held auditions and put a band together. Know. Sometimes that's You're how such a cynic put together. Yeah. None of them are from the same town. No, I think I think it's not like they all like no, they weren't, went to high school I, together I, and like I think they they thing. are a, a a Simon Cowell creation. Yeah. I po- think quite possibly. No, for real. I think that's okay. what it is. Anyway. Well, anyways. Um, they're just so cute. Oh, they really are adorable. Uh, and who could possibly object to uh, to anything these these wonderful lads, uh, you know, get right. themselves mixed up in? I'm sure it's just hijinks and fun all sure all around and just good good clean fun. Uh, well, there's a Catholic priest in uh, in the in 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 the Philippines. Oh. Um, he's an official actually in the Catholic Bishops Conference of the Philippines, and sure. he is urging the government to ban uh, One Direction from the country. What? Ban them? They are a bad influence. <sighs> what? Well, uh, okay. So what did they do? Two of them smoked pot in a car and 
in uh, in Peru, <laughs> and it got the video got leaked onto like oh. I don't know some so to the media somewhere. Oh, and so now the those video, scallions. First of all, how did the video get out? Okay, because right. like I guess a couple of them have been talking about like kind of trying to change their image just a little bit. Right, right, right. So uh, so leaked on. meaning leaked by their manager. Quite possibly. I mean, come on. So yeah, they're smoke smoking the pot. And uh, this Catholic priest wants not I mean no. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody not. who's ever smoked pot is allowed to come into the Philippines and be You can't come on. You you can't entertain us with your bubblegum pop songs. If you if if you have ever participated in anything to which I object, <laughs> right? That is absolutely out of yeah. the question. That's not what we want from our pop bands. You take your disappointingly musically vapid music out of here. Have you? Speaking of their vapid music, have uh-huh. you ever like been forced to endure their music? I I watched the video for their one for their first big hit. The, yeah, the that's what makes you beautiful song. Oh, that's the one I watched this this morning too. God, it's so bad. It's awful. But at least it it's has awful. a terrible message. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, and well, they were on SNL. Oh, okay. Uh, sometime this last season. Well, of course they're smoking pot now. I know, right? I mean, you get into that studio. Yeah, come on. No, and they were doing their song. Um, the story of your life or something like that or some nonsense. And I, I was just like, been mercifully, mercifully I, spared. Cause I, I like, heard that. I like, I, I usually, usually skip that section. The music, the music section right. of, of, of Saturday Night Live. But, um, for Brent kind of likes to watch them. Okay. So we, we you watched, watched it. it. Sure. And it was just like, Oh, <laughs> This is why I don't like watching this. I get, you know what? I'll tell you the the what's funny is that the thing that offends me most about them is that the what little access I've had to them, what little I've heard of their stuff. Mm-hmm. They've they've got what five guys, five guys, and they do at most ever two part harmony that I've ever heard, <laughs> and it's like you know three guys on the main part and two guys on the harmony, and I'm right. just like, you've got five guys, yeah. Do something mildly musically interesting. Right. Well, all they're doing, they just trade off. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. From one to the other. Sure. Because I noticed that in whatever song. Well, and on. that's kind of a standard thing. But I mean, for the but verses, no. but in the chorus, break it up. Let's hear some, let's hear some of those golden voices do some harmony. I don't know. It's, it's about their golden voices. It's not. It's not. It's about their glimmering luscious hair and beautiful bodies yeah, it's it's about how much the the camera loves them right there's one in particular that the camera really loves the cute one yeah is he the cute one or is he the bad boy he might be he might be the bad boy okay i don't know i don't know anything about bad him i just assume that thing. there's a that they're that they've all been cast into their the cute one the bad boy the the ladies man the and the bass player the bass player. <laughs> I mean, they don't play instruments, but isn't that it? The quirky one. There's always the bass player who doesn't really have a category. He's just the bass player. Yeah. Poor guy. No, it, it's not that kind of band. Okay. They're all just the cute one. They're all the cute one. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, is that Simon Cowell? He, he cast them well. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There's someone in there for everyone. Every, every taste, <laughs> let me tell you. And I looked up their age because I do feel bad feeling lusty. 
uh, after if, children if, if they're too young. Sure, and they're 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 all at least twenty. Yeah, so I feel okay. So you're in the clear. <laughs> Go ahead and lust. There's you're... not going to be any posters of these guys. No, but uh, yeah. Anyways, whatever. You've got it on your, as your screensaver now. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like One Direction directly into my bedroom. Yeah, I don't like their music. No, no, I don't listen to them. No, if you met one of them and and things were getting steamy you it would have to be like don't don't sing it was that bullets over broadway don't don't speak don't speak don't speak don't speak anyway well there you go good one direction right out of the philippines yeah that's which direction well and i love the quote he says they're taking the youth in the wrong direction oh <laughs> he got him. I almost missed that he got him on that one <laughs> you didn't miss it uh, he could have missed it yeah but he, he got he it. got it he, he got it's it in there. good for him <laughs> well okay you alluded to it we're gonna get heavy again i'm, I'm we're just it's been all over the news most people have seen it but i'm just gonna say uh you know you get people our friend dave moscato who's the uh who's who's the PR guy at the at mm-hmm. American, American Atheist. Atheist. We've yeah. interviewed him on the show before. Mm-hmm. He posted a thing on Facebook, and he said, "You know, when people say what's the harm in religion, and why can't we just have a live and let live attitude about it?" Mm-hmm. And uh, to that, he responds, "800 dead children in Ireland." Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, it was recently discovered, or actually. It was discovered in the 70s and then recently rediscovered because nobody did anything about it, apparently, in the 70s. You're kidding Some me. children found it or whatever, and then they just sort of didn't do anything. Some they children f- found... The children. The children. Yeah. The dead children. Uh, apparently, uh, almost 800, like 790-something bodies of, of, of children were found at a former home for unmarried mothers, uh, which was run by nuns in ireland catholic nuns yeah and i mean these and they range in age right the from like newborn to toddlers yeah yeah apparently uh now you know obviously ireland actually in this time frame we're talking about about 1925 to 1961 Uh um and apparently ireland in this time frame had uh, had the lowest or the highest infant mortality rate of any country in europe Oh, okay. Um, they had a tuberculosis problem and all sorts of other things. Oh, okay. However, these homes had a much higher uh, wow. infant mortality rate. Okay. Um, these kids were malnourished. Uh, there, are, there are lots of firsthand reports of, of, like government reports even, of malnourishment, of ill treatment. Um, hmm. The... So, so this isn't an innocent thing. And even if it, even if they all just died of natural causes, they were just chucked into a mass grave, unmarked. And a septic tank is what I thought it said. Yeah, I, I read something about that too. I haven't found where that came from, but I, I did. It's not in. It's not listed as that in several of the articles that I read, but I did uh, see that somewhere. So, huh. no matter what, it's just a giant hole full of dead babies. That's... And they just, yeah, they didn't mark it. They didn't do anything. Horrifying. <clears throat> It's uh, it, it's sort of part of the same uh, thing that was happening. It's not the same group of people, but the same basic thing that was happening with Philomena, the, uh-huh. the movie that came out with Judy Dench that was based on the true story of a woman who, you know, she got pregnant unmarried. Uh-huh. And basically, this is the story of all these women. They, were pre- they got pregnant when they weren't married, and they were thrown into these, uh, their shamed families 
mm-hmm. threw them into these uh, these homes <clears throat> where these nuns essentially made them do slave labor, unpaid slave labor. Right. Um, and they took away their children, and and then and then often adopted them out to just any old whomever. And if they didn't adopt them out, then they you know they died, and were thrown into a hole. Huh. And that's bad. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna just make a categorical statement that what happened there was horrible. It was bad. Yeah. And it wouldn't have been, ma- and now not every Catholic would would ever even dream of doing this, but it wouldn't have been possible without, without institutional Catholicism. Indeed. And so that hmm. is, if you ever, if anyone ever says, what's the harm? That's one of many, many myriad things that you could point to and just say, without religion, this would not have been able to happen. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Well, thanks, Dan. You're welcome, everybody. I'm, I'm, I hope you all enjoyed that. I hope, I hope everybody was happy. Uh, well, it had to be talked about. That's the thing. Like, what are you going to do? You got. I mean, talk I saw the story, and I was like, "Nope, I'm not doing it." Yeah, I know. I'm not doing it. I think we should, but I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, uh, it's. It, I, I don't hold the entire Catholic Church culpable for it. No, but, it's not like. Yeah, it's not like these were orders that came down from Rome. No, 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 no. Clear. I mean, but that see, that's the problem is with any sort of organizational breakdown. Mm. The individual, the individual elements, the people, not any one of them would have chosen the the, the to have that be the outcome. Right. Nobody. None of those nuns would no. ever have chosen. Oh, oh. Option. Uh, no kids. No. You know, no septic tank filled with 790 some odd kids. Right. Or septic tank filled with almost 800 kids. Right. They never would have gone with the latter. But, it, but, when this, but the organization broke down. Right. Based on its, its ba- set of mores. Based and, on the shame that comes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and we'll be talking about that later on in the show, too. We'll be talking about how, how religion, uh, religion's views on sex mm-hmm. become more than just a cute little difference between religious people and not religious people. Right. It's not right. cute. Right. So anyhow, and quick, get a, save us, save, save us. us. Well, I'm going to, uh, move on to, um, uh, Lubbock, Texas. Oh, Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, uh, where the, uh, where their, uh, school district has just won a lawsuit, um, over, uh, banning an advertisement, from I think their football field, oh, uh, and uh, they uh, there was this group, this religious group, that was trying to put up a, a big billboard, <laughs> um, and you know I mean it's it's a religious group in in Texas that that it, can fly, <laughs> you can make that happen in Texas. You probably could. Uh, however, the the billboard in question has a uh, a a, a, a a Jesus figure, okay, uh, completely tattooed. Oh, across his, so he's bare chest, no shirt on, right? Right. And he's tattooed all across his chest and down his arms, and it uh, says things like uh, "outcast" on his on his body, on his chest, and then it says "addicted" on his arm, oh. uh, jealous, faithless, 
Um, what are some of the other ones? <laughs> uh, depressed, agony, uh, so forth and so on. Okay. okay. I'm trying to piece and, together their message here. And the name of the group is, uh, well, and then it says the name of the, the, the group. Uh-huh. And it's also their URL. And it says jesustattoo.org. Okay. Okay. Now, where do you think that's going, Dan? Where do you, like... I, okay, so my guess is that what we've got here is Jesus is this sort of message of, like, Jesus loved all of the sinners and Jesus embraced the lepers and the, the hookers, the you know, the prostitutes in his time. So he would embrace the tattooed people of our time, and hmm. the bikers and stuff, mm-hmm. the hipsters. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it's Texas, so probably not so much the hipsters. Even Jesus doesn't like hipsters. <laughs> They're on their own. <laughs> Shave your damn beard already. We get it. Uh, well, uh, I watched. I I thought that it was um, it was about promoting this idea of like, hey, get get a Jesus tattoo, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And so like, I go to their website and I look at it. And I'm like, I might have described it a little too much for you. Oh, okay. It kind of did give you a little bit of a, of a clue as to what it was uh-huh. about. But um, they have this video. And they have sort of this, you know, this guy with long hair and a beard, you know, mm. looks like kind of Jesus-y. Mm. Jesus-y, but also just kind of like how people look today. Okay. Long hair, some a beard. Right. He's just wearing like a t-shirt and some nondescript pants. Sure. And he goes into a place called, I think it was like Underground Tattoo, and he goes in there and a client comes in. And so this guy who kind of looks like Jesus is the tattoo artist. <laughs> okay and so the people sit down one by one and they have a tattoo on them already uh-huh that says outcast or addicted okay or jealous or faithless right sure and then he sits down and he through the magic of jesus and his special tattoo gun his magic jesus tattoo gun thing he this is, is like special to, effects. Like, uh-huh. He's able. He, well, not fully. I mean, it's just one shot, and then right, you see him, and then you know, doing it in a wide shot, and then it goes in for a close up of uh-huh. what he's done, and all of a sudden, those words have been transformed to, you know, accepted, oh, or loved, or, you know, oh, you know, that's beautiful. What a nice <laughs> message. <laughs> And, okay, so he's sitting there and he's doing all of this, right? Yeah. And it's a bunch of, I mean, it's just a series of, of people, probably, I don't know, it could even be like 20 people. I mean, <laughs> at a certain point, I was like, this video is dragging on. Uh-huh. Um, and then, at the end, Jesus takes his shirt off. Yeah. And he now has all those tattoos on, on him. him. Oh. Because he's taken their sins. He took their sins. Like the sin of being an outcast. Uh-huh. Or the sin of being depressed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those don't strike me as sins. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think uh, the message is getting garbled a little bit. No, I'm pretty sure that those are sins. Okay. Uh, Fair uh, enough. Th- 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 come on. Think about conservative Christians. Yeah. If you're depressed, there's something wrong. It's a, you, you need you just, Jesus. You need more Jesus. You need Jesus. It may you not need, be in a, a, exactly a sin. You need 30% more Jesus. Yeah. And you'll be great. Well, you need you need to sit down and have him, you know, 
you know, give you some ink. Right. Yeah. Well, I just so I just pulled up Jesus Tattoo dot org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I clicked on the Who Am I section. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's got these little gray squares with with just words in them. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, little squares that say He created you as a unique and powerful person with an eternal soul. Oh yeah, that's true. That's nice. And then it says <laughs> He has a plan for your life. He loves you. Oh. That's nice. And then it says We all sin. We do. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be in keeping with like the rest. This is a, this is the. This is the who is he section. I was wrong. Although it says who am I. Oh, no. It is who am I. Okay. But it's all talking about him. I don't know. He Maybe died. who am I is like, it's Jesus asking oh, it's the Jesus, question. It's Jesus. He's like, who answering. am I? Who am I? Who am I? He is alive and deserves uh, desires a relationship with you. <laughs> it's simple. Talk to him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's really nice. I'm your, who am I? I'm your imaginary friend. Oh, choose Jesus. Did you see that one? Choose Jesus. Doing nothing is a choice. Do it. Yeah. See? Yeah. Admit you have sinned. Ask for his forgiveness. So the school district said, no way, Jose. That's clearly, you know, like proselytizing. Right. You have, we can't let you do that. Right. Um, And so uh, JesusTattoo.org sued. Oh. And uh, and so now they, uh, but, but like I said... Uh, they the school district the school district won the lawsuit. Won the lawsuit. Yep. Well, thanks for wasting taxpayer money on that, though, guys. <laughs> Appreciate that. No, they were the the school district chose to. No, I'm saying I'm glad that the school district defended it, but uh, it was it was a the somebody's lawyer, the Jesus Tattoos people's lawyer, should have sat them down and said, "You don't get to win this one. What you want is against the law. So mm. let's just move on." Right, all right. But instead, they had to file this suit and waste a waste taxpayers, force the school district to spend taxpayer dollars. Yeah, defending what should have been, what should be so easy. Everyone should get this by now, but yeah. no. It was probably what the the law tigers. Have you seen the <laughs> yes <laughs> law tigers? They're more they're more motorcycle accident. Yeah, accident I know, attorneys. but. But yeah, I bet are. they've represented people with some. some they, Jesus oh, they tattoos. would. They'd recommend. They, they'd represent Jesus tattoo for sure. <laughs> Jesus tattoo. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and call to my to your mind an image. I'm gonna see if I can paint a picture. Okay. And take you to a place. You mm. and I have both been here to this place. Oh. Okay. Remember driving down a very nice little road, sort of not a city road, but not not urban, but not quite country. And as we're driving, we see a church in the distance and crosses cross, 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 cross. And then around the oh, corner, yeah. cross, 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 yeah, cross, cross, cross. What was next door to that church? A mosque. The Murfreesboro Mosque. <laughs> Murfreesboro, uh, Tennessee. Which the mosque was, uh, we reported on this a couple of years ago, that their, their mosque was embroiled in controversy. Because mm. you can't have a mosque in our town, Mm-mm. not Mm-mm. in Murfreesboro. Yeah. Which is funny because we expected it to be so redneck. And when we went to Murfreesboro, it was actually just really nice. It was it was a nice suburb. The nicest uh, Walmart I've ever been in was in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's, that's true. And I had told you, I was like, wait until you see 
wait until you see these Walmarts in the South, and you were just like, they're, yeah, so, they're fantastic. I was so disappointed. They're so much better than ours. <laughs> it's like, ah, they clean up their act. Just in Murfreesboro, <laughs> I still believe that if I went to the Walmart in, you know, in Nashville, I'll bet I'd find some pretty amazing mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so there was a lawsuit. Um, the, the, the town was outraged that, that anyone would even dream of putting up a mosque, let alone next door to a good Baptist church. Yeah, no kidding. Um, that's not, that's not, it's, w- w- you know, that doesn't a, really fit with the, the, with the declared set of values. Right. That Murfrees, Murfreesboro is uh, all about, you know, stands for. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the lawsuit is over. What really? It's over, and uh, and what happened? Well, it went to federal appeals court. Okay, uh, and they were pursuing it all the way to the Supreme Court, but the oh. Supreme Court has now declined to take the case. Oh, so it is over. Uh, the mosque has won, and so what exactly did they win? Well, here's the dealio. These people were clearly just hateful people trying to stop the buildings, trying to get rid of this mosque. Right. Which I don't know how you can do. Well, the crux of their argument seems to have been, uh, well, it was the claim that Islam is not actually a religion. Uh, It was, the claim is that these Islamic people were just gathering to f- plot and scheme to get Sharia law, to replace American law with Sharia law. They, well, are, they are a political organization, not a religion, and, uh, and so they didn't have the right to be there. I, I guess that's as good of an argument as you could possibly come up with. Maybe. Although my question for you is, it's, you're not allowed to build a building and have a political group in it? Well, no, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, not next to a Baptist church. No, well, in Tennessee, that's that's exactly not right. allowed. That clearly is not allowed down. They, they're just flouting us, sitting there over, over there, being all Muslimy, <laughs> cooking their halal meat, and, and wearing things on their heads. Mm-mm. How dare they? This is the South. It's well, it's Tennessee. This is Tennessee. This is a, a fine suburb of Nashville. Yeah, it's like 20 minutes outside. Yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's not really a suburb. It's a ways outside. I knew as I was saying it, I was going to get myself in trouble. But yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, so they they won. Yay. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, sure. So they, they, so they won the right to be a... a uh, to be a religion. To be a religion. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm shocked it went as far as it did. How? Frankly, because I, I... yeah, per- uh, you'll remember that back in 2010 when all of this was going down, right? Uh, uh, there were hundreds that were marching after the Rutherford County officials approved the plans. Uh, televan- our friend Patty Boy Robertson mm-hmm. labeled the center uh, a quote mega mosque. And claimed that Muslims were taking over Murfreesboro. It was far from a mega mosque. This is just a, a neighborhood mosque. Yeah, yeah. Y- it really is. Yeah. We we went there. It's not that big. It's no bigger than... It's got a big parking lot. It, yeah. With parking a, lot was With a fake cop large. car sitting in it. <laughs> that we yeah. thought... we That we were fooled by for a minute. Yeah. We were like, Smart. okay, we better, be, we better be on our toes here. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, wait a minute. That's just a car that they've got sitting there. 
probably doesn't even look like the local. But it says police. No, it didn't say police. It was just it was just white with like black doors. Ah, that's what it was. It just looked like a police car. It was. I mean, it was a cop model car. It was like an Impala or something. And a Caprice. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so that's they can they can now feel uh, legally uh, free to practice their religion. Though I'm guessing they still don't feel welcome in the community. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there might actually now be, might be one of the more scary moments, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Because now there's no legal recourse. Right. So now, so now here's where the pitchforks come out. The, yeah, exactly. So. Hmm. But maybe by now, every, like the uh, all, most of the neighbors and everything have just sort of gotten used to the thing. Well, you would have to. You'd think. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just sitting there. It's not doing anything. You know, nobody's pouring out of it with grenades and AKs. Well, see, that's the part. You're naive, Dan. <laughs> that's the part you you clearly are not familiar with these people. I, if anyone from the Murfreesboro Mosque is listening to our show, and I'm sure that they are, uh, I I'm would, sure we're very popular. I would recommend them. that they not post any like flyers around town saying, you know, learn to fly. You know. Come to the <laughs> aviation lessons at the mosque, or learn to take off in a plane, or or or, you know, but the, not land the uh, the whole workout trend of you know boot camp. I don't think you'd want to. I think you'd you don't wanna, run a CrossFit. You don't, don't wanna, run an Islamic CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, what you don't want to have is like people in the backyard of the mosque, you know, working on the monkey bars, going no. hand over hand, and like no doing obstacle courses, and even stuff. flipping over tires. Is yeah, a bad no, idea. don't do any it of that looks, stuff. It doesn't look good. Just, uh, just everybody get fat. Yeah, and do uh, not be fit and look lazy. Yeah, and uh, and you should fit. be you should be okay. Yeah, the fatter the better, actually. Yeah, because a bunch of fat dudes isn't going to do anything. Yeah, and and maybe keep your beards trim. Well, <laughs> you got to give them something, Dan. Okay. Even their beards. I mean, they just look like, again, they kind of just look like hipsters. Right. Well, that's true. That's true. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, I have another sort of court case thing. Oh, okay. Uh, This, uh, apparently, the uh, uh, Utah's 10th District Federal Court of Appeals uh, ruled against an appeal by Kevin Hartshorn um, earlier this week, I guess. Um, who is a Christian minister mm. who uh, has been convicted of founding uh, his his church as a tax avoidance scheme. What? Um, I guess this whole thing really went down back in like 2010. Um, the uh, some, a guy down in Orem, he uh, he set up this church and got about 50 different people to join it. Um, where the, it's it's called the Church of Compassionate Service. Okay. And everybody in it is a minister. Right. So that they could all have parsonages. Right. And, uh, and so forth and so on. Right. Sure. They have all these like tax benefits. Well, the problem and what really got him caught probably more than anything was the fact that he way overstated what he could get these people. And really oh. like walked them through. Oh. He told them that if they turned... Their all of their income over to the church, over to the church, and signed <laughs> their homes over to the church. <laughs> that they would have no federal income tax liability. Oh, that's and funny. that they should refuse to file 
federal income tax returns and uh <laughs> and that this would that this would legally put their income and assets beyond the reach of the IRS. Me. Oh, he didn't do much research. <laughs> he and in turn they got to continue living in their house and they were given church debit cards that they could use up to the amount of money they were bringing into the church. See, this is just what this is is a case of not doing it right because all churches are set up to be tax uh, havens. Clearly, but you got to do it right. You got to do it just for you. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and yeah, like yeah. and like three of your best friends. Right, right, and uh, and and yeah, you got to be careful about this shit. You got to actually know the law for one thing. Yeah, it doesn't. First of all, signing over your income does does nothing. Does nothing. Yeah, you might be able to write it off as a tax write off. I'm sure just up, up to, to a certain up, percentage. Up to like $500 or something like that. Probably more than that. Maybe more than that. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? But um, maybe that's the in-kind donation limit. I, 500 is jumping out of my mind or something for something. But you're right. Nonetheless, it would never work for all of it. Correct. And uh, and yeah, so he, uh, he he had all these people completely convinced. And it just sort of just happened uh this week uh let me see if there was anything um yeah he founded it in 2004 so you know took took him a while the the irs is not the the swiftest uh group Um, in the bunch apparently though this is not like he's not the only one who's ever tried to like get this to work no no of course not but apparently he was just if you want to see the ones that are working just look down the street at whatever church is down there yeah you just you. I mean, yeah. You can't save all of the people from the taxes. No, no. That's the problem. Right. You're say you're trying to. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it, it can't. And but, but I want to know what was he beyond just like feeling like he like had gotten away with something. What was he getting at it? Like, well, you said I was, was expecting the other shoe to drop with the story. I was expecting him to have like screwed people out of their money. Well, and it doesn't seem like he really did. That they prob- seem they're to be probably in, paying his salary. I mean, they're, they're probably paying him something. Yeah, that's probably true. There was probably a service fee of some kind. Well, I mean, it's a tithe. Um, they're paying. They're probably paying that a would tithe be far less than their taxes, and so they were like, right. they're like, oh yeah, they're totally into it. It's it's a good scheme for him. So he would make like he'd probably make up to like five to ten percent of everybody's income, right? That he just gets to pocket as is as is traditional with pastors and priests and whatever. And in the meantime. He's probably not filing any of the, the oh, stuff no. that he's supposed to be See, filing. See, the thing, now you said this was Orem, right? Uh-huh. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're not familiar with Utah, Orem is right next to Provo in, in Utah County, which is uh, the land of mega Mormons. Yeah. Yeah. There's basically, if you don't have, uh, if you're not a Republican, you shut the hell up in in that part of the country and yeah. uh and so i can see i mean these are they get a little crazy about the conservative politics yeah. so to talk them into like you shouldn't have to pay don't pay your income tax i don't know why that works on them like why that becomes why the 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 nut job republicans are into that but they're super into it well, like because, because they're supporting because big really, government I mean, to be honest, their Republican Party down in Utah County is really just libertarians. Right. I mean, the people who, I mean, that's what comes out of Utah County is all the crazy libertarian crap that that My, dominates our state legislature 
is uh, it, it come? That's where it's coming from. Libertarian Baton crap and minus rural Utah. Libertarian crap minus the like any tolerance for gays or yeah, or any it's of that not stuff. normal libertarian stuff. Not that there's such a thing as normal libertarian <laughs> stuff, but but I mean like I mean like um, all the standard um, sort of what pen pen uh, pen Gillette. Gillette sure his his brand of libertarian. No, it's not. It's it's a unique. It's a it's a place down there. I'll tell you what. Yeah, well, they got their first start. This is how Mormon Utah County is. I think they got their first Starbucks, which is like a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Oh like, yeah. And it's... there was no place to get coffee. No. Like good luck. Yeah. It's. I mean, this is a. The, you can get your Folgers at the local grocery store. Oh well, yeah. If you're gonna <laughs> brew it at home, I'm just. I'm just saying. Like but there were no coffee shops. No. I'm no. sure like the Seven Eleven had coffee. Yeah. I don't know. I don't but... know. Yeah, now now I think there's a Starbucks and there's there's actually like a little coffee shop too, like oh. an independently owned thing. Dear God, they're really? really they're growing up so fast. They are so lots of uh, tank tops with t-shirts underneath them. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good look. You don't you don't see too many Mormon shoulders. It's true. Mm. Well, uh, if you have any questions, comments, ideas, thoughts, feelings, concerns. Uh, that you would like to express to us, you can reach us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail. Our telephone number is 424-666-8442. Right. Uh, you can go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist. Or you can uh, you can go to our website. Um, you can even comment directly on uh are each of our episodes mm-hmm. there uh, people aren't really doing that no matter of fact i think the last comment we got was a comment about how nobody's commenting <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's okay i mean if we want you to engage like maybe that gets the ball rolling engage in the way that you're comfortable engaging but there are all of these ways but we have provided you this website oh yeah get in here <laughs> get in here and engage with us Oh, uh, and you know we're we're actually uh, starting to blog. Mm-hmm. We're getting that going, right? So right. Um, you, you you just posted a nice thing. I posted I, a little thing. Got a thing in the works. Yeah, I've started a thing. I've got a couple ideas. Yeah. So for some more. So so yeah. So we're 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 getting that thing going. So definitely do go and check out thankgodimatheist.com. Do it. All right. Well, we have a quick bit of audio. This is uh, this comes from you know Huffington Post now has like video that they shoot themselves they have like a little studio yeah they they um, it's like they're a news channel that doesn't do anything really yeah it's weird it's really weird i don't i don't fully get it but it it, it exists it's huff huff post live yeah uh anyways the uh the osteens that joel and victoria osteen right were on and they were talking uh, a, a viewer had asked the question about uh like fasting and prayer right and Joel, uh, we're we're going to be picking this clip up sort of midstream. And Joel has already sort of given a very nice uh, Joel Osteen, a good answer stock about answer. Your connection to this is your connection to God, right? You can have God's ear. Now, before you, know? you before we play this, I want to I want to invite our listeners to imagine Victoria o- Osteen, who's a lovely woman, sure, a, a, a vibrant young woman, uh, middle <laughs> aged. Yeah. She looks. Woman. She lo- she's got a great plastic surgery right but she, really but, the but, best. but imagine her as as you as you hear her voice imagine her eyes opening really wide with sincerity the whole time and sometimes they, they close down a little bit but then 
Is that is that very? I don't. I don't even know how I, to describe I it. I bet but. part of it is the plastic surgery. <laughs> Eyes just, don't naturally open as wide as her eyes are opening. It's very funny. Anyway, so let's... her more closed. I think that's probably as closed as her eyes get, <laughs> to be honest. But all right, let's hey. uh, let's let's hear what she has to say. Yeah. And do you all find yourselves fasting a lot? Fasting, and how often do you all pray? Well, we pray every day. We we start our day in prayer. You know, we, no, we, we have our separate prayer times, our separate times that we read. We do pray together often. Yeah. But, you know, prayer is just, it just kind of opens a dialogue between you and God. And, and, you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, I have to get on my knees. I have to do it in a certain way. But really what God wants you to do is just give him your attention. Mm. And I believe when you do that at the first of the day, it not only sets the tone for your day, but you make... I literally have conversation with God during the day. I'm like, oh, God, you know, I mean, I know it's crazy, but even if I'm going to drop my kids off or I need to park somewhere, I'm like, okay, God, you know, I'm in this parking lot. You know, any place you can open up for me would be great. I mean, but I just had this relationship. I'm not dumbing down prayer. What I'm doing is just it's part of my life. God's a part of my everyday life. So as far as fasting, I think it's just I think fasting is important because sometimes we, we have to know what we can live without. Yeah. You know, yeah. and simplify things, and so that's that's a big one for me. You know, I, I had people talk about how well I fasted social media for a day. Hmm. Wow, hmm. that's uh, you know, I think parking is really where you want to bring God into the mix. <sighs> At least in my mind, that's that's what you want. He, you know, <laughs> he loves the little things. He, he's, he's he's there. With he's you. a detail-oriented guy. He is. He's a you know, you know. He, he can he can do anything. He's omnipotent. So why wouldn't he help you park? Why not down at the mall? Why the hell not? You need a close a close spot into the Macy's. Look, Lord, uh, I'm the on Dillard's. a I'm on a bit of a time crunch, as you know. Uh-huh. Uh I I don't want to have to walk all the way from the Macy's to the Dillard's. Yeah. If you could just get me some Dillard's parking. <laughs> Oh, it would save me so much time. <laughs> I got to pick up the kids, uh, so so which uh, it's going to be a nightmare to find parking there too. Yeah, so it's if, really so kind of a parking day. Whatever God. you can work out for me, Jesus, uh, mm. that would be nice. And then if you could help, we got to get down to the church. <laughs> if you could just help with traffic, yeah, because exactly. it's going to be a little tight. We're, we're this, we, we all we these red this lights. What have I tightly. done to thee, Lord? <laughs> Why hast thou forsaken me? <laughs> I um actually my grandfather uh-huh. uh, when when they were driving to church if he hit a bunch of red lights he used to turn to the family and say who who hasn't paid their tithing oh oh that's cute that's a cute way to extort your kids isn't it <laughs> I um yeah. I had an interesting conversation with a friend uh, a little while back who is LDS and and but sort of considering I think he, I think he's he's on the precipice. Mm. I'm not going to push. No, but we don't. were having a conversation and he, and I was talking about prayer and just sort of musing about intercessionary prayer mm-hmm. which to me I find so baffling because there's this concept that God is all powerful and all knowing, right? Right. And if your God is all knowing and all powerful and he has a plan uh-huh. And that concept is also very firmly entrenched. He has right. a plan. Right. Then if you ask for anything to happen, aren't you asking him to change his plan? Mm. He's not going to change his plan. Right. It's already planned. Right. 
So why so intercessionary That's prayer a, as a yeah. concept is literally bunk by their own theology. Right. Well, I mean they <clears throat> religious types of this this sort always have a hard time, I think, balancing out the idea of predestination. Right. And that things are all foreordained. Right. They have a really hard time with that because you're right. If God is omnipotent and and um, omniscient then don't then don't even bother him. Yeah. It's sorted. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean these are the same people, the people that pray. I love that the same people will like pray and pray and pray to save grandma, but then when he when she dies, they just say, "Well, it was God's plan. It was God's mm-hmm. will." Well, then why the fuck were you praying? If yeah. you knew that God had a plan and that his will would be served. Well, and why Seriously. the hell are you pray? I mean, just pray and be like, "Hey, God, I'm still here." Boy, it'd suck if Grandma went, but I know that that's uh, yeah. none of my business. Well, plus she's old. Yeah, just let her die. Well, Do you really want her hanging on any longer? Well, this Grandma was young. Oh, I was I was doing a young Grandma just to just to ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, it's it's too bad. There you go. Um, we we did get some uh, some emails. I got right. some some missives, some correspondence. Excellent. Let's hear them. Um, I'm just going to shout out to April. She wrote to us, um, mm. and we uh, we tend not to read uh, emails that are just sort of nice comments about our show. But I we're friends with her, and I just wanted yeah. to say hi, April. Hi, Ape. Nice to nice to have you listening. Yeah. Um, she's all caught up, by the way. Really? Yeah. She's wow, gone okay. through the whole thing. Huh. Um. Uh, hey, Frank and Dan says Donna. I'm gonna completely out myself here. Oh, I'm a student at the University of Florida. Ah, I get uh, it. She, she came out as a student at at UF. Uh, That's funny. And I just wanted to add a tiny detail to your story. The organization uh, that brought Jonah to the University of Florida. Now we, we're talking about Jonah Poop. What's his name? Hickenbacker. Joe, this is this was your story. This was the guy that came to. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking the about the BuzzFeed uh, slash HuffPost guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it was uh, it was a Jewish name. Uh, I don't know, Jonah. Uh, Jonah Peretti. Peretti. Yeah, that's that doesn't sound tremendously Jewish, but okay. It's uh, he's Italian Jew. Yeah, exactly. They exist. Of course they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he, he went to, uh, we, we did a story about him, uh, at the university of Florida giving a talk in which he compared, he was talking about, um, what gets traction on the internet. And he was making the point that it's not the quality content. It's just the best marketed content that gets the traffic. And Uh he used the example of which is the, which is the higher quality content, Jews or Mormons. (laughs) The clear answer is Geo. Because Mormons are winning. Uh, in the marketing yeah. scheme of things, but the Jews are the quality content. Well, they do. Uh, which They've we, had thousands of years to refine it. Which Mormons, what, 150, 160, yeah. 70, somewhere on yeah. there now? Not not enough. To, not enough. Not enough to get it no, really. more time. To really get it down. Time. Uh, anyway, she's, uh, so Donna says, um, the, the organization that brought Jonah to, to UF, Accent, is an infamously run by Jewish by a Jewish fraternity on campus. They choose the speakers that come to UF uh, with very little student f- input, so there seems to be a Jewish-friendly trend. 
funny story, they brought Seth Meyers a few years ago for Jewish Awareness Month. Turns out Seth Meyers isn't Jewish. <laughs> uh, you could see the organizers scramble as Seth made jokes about how they failed to even Google whether he was Jewish or not. Oh, my uh, God. That's what happens down here at the university with the largest Jewish population in the U.S. That would be amazing. <laughs> Knowingly, n- n- not declining, right. being like, hey, he took the look gig. into it. He took the gig <laughs> and then went down there just to fuck with them. <laughs> I kind of love that. Uh, I don't know, by the way, Donna, what you mean by infamously run by a Jewish fraternity on campus. Uh, I, I, well, you let's face it. When Jews run things, it's usually <laughs> infamous. Oh, my God. I don't know. They run, the, they, they run Judaism quite well. Infamously. Infamously. Uh, anyway, Donna, you be careful out there. Don't 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 get all don't get all anti Jewy on me. Mm-mm. Uh anyway, um thanks for the thanks for writing in. Um oh crap. I don't know who wrote this one. I have to oh. sort out who wrote okay. this. Uh who wrote oh, it? you know what? This one didn't have a name attached to it. Okay. Somebody wrote and said, Hey guys, we just uh, was just listening to the latest podcast. And heard you guys talking about the new park going up in Sioux City, Iowa. Ah. Uh, as a former resident, now our listeners will recall that the park got a, it, there, the controversy is that there was a grant give, given by a public, uh, a public grant given to the park, even though the park is, ex, uh, is uh, Christian explicitly Christ, yeah. Christian in, in nature. As a former resident, he says he or she says, uh, I wanted to say that this isn't very surprising. While I have found that most of Iowa is relatively liberal with their Christianity, that part of the state can get pretty wacky. Hmm. Uh, the air, that area is also a large producer of meth, but I don't know if that could be related. Who knows? It doesn't <laughs> seem related, but there you go. Anyway, uh, I, I also had a couple of teachers who were overly Christian while growing up there, a baseball coach and a government teacher. And they would get reprimanded regularly for praying in class before games and telling us about the evils of those damned seculars. But uh, it wouldn't change a thing. I also have the joy of ex- experiencing a couple Christian-based abstinence, abstinence-only pep rallies. Do those still go on in high schools today? <laughs> anyway, it. just wanted to give you my uh, bit of input. Let's get excited about not having sex. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a great idea. Yeah. I, nothing makes me more peppy. Uh, in my life than the thought of abstaining from sex. Yeah. Especially when I was a teenager. Absolutely. Clearly. That's what, that's when you're really just, well, you're just, maybe it's about refocusing all that energy into a pep rally. Yes, exactly. And so, I mean, with with teenage boys, that could be quite the pep rally. Yeah, exactly. Let's, no, let's just have everybody run around in a circle for a long time because you (laughs) probably have a lot of, pent-up energy Uh, that's ridiculous link wrote in link said hey guys i want to take a second to thank you for such a wonderfully informative podcast uh uh, he's been steadily listening uh i happen to fall under the heading of a closet atheist due to the risk of losing family and business relationships Mm. now where this annoys me at times i don't personally feel coming out is worth my career and hurting others Unfortunately, a side effect of this stance is that I'm unable to like your pages on such a quasi-public forum as uh, Facebook Hmm. and other social media, and for this, I'm sorry. I guess all this is to thank you both for all of your hard work and to let you know that there are plenty of us out here 
who would like to publicly step out uh, but are unable to do so without risking our livelihoods. Hmm. Keep up the hard work. Um, thanks, Link. Yeah, thank you. It's a tough situation, and we would cer- we certainly don't presume to know anyone else's situation. Uh, no, so if you can't like us on Facebook, we understand. Visit our Facebook or visit our uh, visit the visit theatheist dot com. Visit the website. Yeah. yeah, leave some leave some anonymous comments. Yeah, or absolutely. some or you know use a nom de plume. There you go. If you want to, yeah, we're not opposed to that. That's a really good idea. But uh, but but we're we're glad that we can we can be serviceable to you, Link. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, and also, Liam R- the, Liam yeah. wrote in, uh, dear Frank and Dan. I stumbled across your show a couple months ago, and have been listening rapidly. I always listen to your podcast when I need entertainment and a quick laugh. I am 16 years old and was raised a devout Mormon. I came out to my family as an atheist about a year ago. Ooh, wow! I know, right? 15? Holy crap! Good for you. Uh, they said they were fine with it, but lo and behold, after I came out, I uh, found myself at a traditional Mormon private school. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Life at, quote, BYU Junior uh, is interesting. Ooh. Where most schools have home, have homeroom, we have devotional. Where most schools have social studies classes, we have required religion class. And where most schools have fun activities, we have casual sexism. Uh, the school dance invitation. The school, he says in parentheses, the school dance invitations were mostly filled with what girls can't wear. Uh, so I try to be as open as possible about my atheism when brought up in conversation. My question huh. is, All right. how should I respond when one of my teachers say something terrible and inappropriate? Like gay marriage has somehow come up in algebra. Oh, uh, my God. Um, without rocking the boat too much. Uh, keep it up and thank you for your time, Liam. Well, Liam, uh, that is... How does it show up in algebra? <laughs> 2X plus 4Y equals <laughs> no. men shouldn't get it's, married? I mean... It's X plus Y, not X plus X. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> equals eternity squared. It's the sign of Adam and Steve, not the cosine of... Wait, what? Damn it. I don't know how that <sighs> works. It's, it's, oh, the equa- it's like, yeah, if you have... <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, you're in a tricky position because uh, the whole school is kind of stacked against you at that point. Yeah. I don't know. Is it better for him to just keep his head down? Or, I mean, maybe he can just chat. This, What's the worst that could okay. happen? He could get expelled from the school. From a Mormon school. <laughs> right, that he doesn't want to be at in the first place. Like, yeah. I mean, he doesn't want to, like, antagonize this whole thing too much. No. But And clearly his parents are are very concerned yeah. enough to send him off to some some school right um but you know and and also when you're at a school you don't especially at that age you don't want to alienate yourself too much from the other kids but he whatever. sounds like a pretty he's got a good with it kid good head on his shoulders i don't know you're gonna have to feel this one out yourself buddy we got we got nothing it's been a thousand <laughs> years since we were in high school huh i mean if he's already talking about it go ahead man yeah. i mean if nothing else, start a club. Don't be a dick. The first thing, start the, an underground atheist club. There you go. Find the other atheist. But the the key, I th- I think the key is to avoid being a jerk. Yeah. If you can do it and do it honestly, mm-hmm. and just be just be honest and open about your feelings and about yeah. how what someone has said makes you feel, mm-hmm. uh, rather than telling them that they're wrong, just say, well, this is how what you've just said make me makes me feel, or 
I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I I disagree with you, and here's why. Never in a way, never to shame somebody else, never to make them feel stupid, but always, but but just being open and honest with who you are. I think you're totally in the clear on that stuff. Yeah. What about in class, though? I mean, he's talking about it showing up in algebra class. I think I, you know, you can't stop religion in a religion school. Right. But you can you can present an alternate alternative viewpoint, I suppose. Right. Uh, just be gentle. Just bring up blacks in the priesthood a lot. <laughs> just, just, just be like, hey, uh, what about those, those men on the moon? Are they still there? <laughs> the Quakers. The Quakers on the moon. <laughs> Are they? Can Can anyone tell me about that? <laughs> if every time they, every time, yeah, every time uh, gay marriage comes up in algebra class, you bring up the Kinderhook plates. Mm. <laughs> See how oh, that goes over. Yeah. I, I think we've. We're we're pushing him toward expulsion. We've gone to the wrong place. I, I think that's we've not gone to the exactly wrong place. The right thing, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the key is not to take our advice. Yeah, that's excellent advice. <laughs> actually, that's the best advice we've given all day. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but but we wish you the best. Yes, out there. Good luck, Liam. Well, is that is that all of it? That's it. Uh, we do have some donors to thank. Oh yes, if you don't mind. I don't mind at all. Um, April is a new automatic uh, monthly subscriber. Thank you, April. We uh, we we do appreciate that. That's a very sweet thing. And uh, oh, uh, Giselle, I'm going to say Giselle. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Okay, but that's my best guess. Uh, is gave us a one time donation, so we really appreciate oh, that. Thank you very much. Uh, so if you also would like to become a a donor and help. Uh, help us with our little mission here. You can do so by uh, going to thank- Facebook. Not Facebook. Don't go to Facebook. That's the wrong place to go. Well, go to Facebook, but not for this. Not for this. For this, you can go to <laughs> thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support tab. Indeed. And we do appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, I want to start off this whole little segment with a story. Okay. Story of a man. A man and a bicycle. Yeah. A man, a bicycle, and the sex offenders list. Oh. Oh, dear. Uh, Robert Stewart, 51, um, admitted, has admitted to sexually, uh, yes, to uh, having conducted himself inappropriately with a bicycle. Oh, dear. Uh, And, uh, and... And clearly, I mean, he got himself onto this the sex offenders registry. What? Where so is this? He must. This is in the UK somewhere. <laughs> and uh, well, I mean, you know, there are places where you should not in this world where you should not be having sex with a bicycle. But well, well, right. he was in his apartment. He was alone in his apartment. He was in his bedroom having sex with his bicycle. <laughs> okay, I have questions here. When? Because <laughs> the visual's not working. Trying to come up with how the hell you have sex with a bicycle. Like, if you had told me a pie, if you had told yeah. me a sofa. To be honest, I don't have the mechanics of this thing worked out in my head. I, I just... really don't know. And I love that the article actually is accompanied by a photo of just a bicycle. In case you didn't know, that, that's a bicycle. That bicycle's not even wearing clothing. That's, that's <laughs> pornography that they're just posting there as though it's nothing. Yeah, on, on I, what is that? The BBC is that? This what? is BBC News. Oh yeah. my God! Um, he, um, yeah, and I don't know if he was the top or the bottom. So that clearly <laughs> would would change things, you know. I think it's the front and the back with a bicycle, isn't it? It's the I don't know. 
the drive wheel and the maybe the handlebars. Well, who, but who who's on top? I don't, well, that's a good question. But, you know, like. I, was he making out with the bike at the same time? Okay, so anyways, wait, he got we're, we're on clearly, the sexual deviant. Yeah, let's like, get back to the to the problem here. Uh, clearly, we can go a lot of. I'm freaking out here. Other directions with this whole thing. Yeah. So, um, there was. But cleaners came into his. Oh, cleaners came into his bedroom at the Aberly. It wasn't in his apartment. It was the Aberly House Hostel. Oh, into his bedroom though. Right. Um, they used a master key to unlock the door, and they then observed the accused wearing only a white T-shirt, and who and he was naked from the waist down. The accused was holding the bike and moving his hips back and forth as if to simulate sex. Both cleaners were quote extremely shocked. Yeah. Okay. And that is something that would be shocking to walk in on. Yeah. But once again. He was in a locked room. Right. So this, the bike, forget that it's a bike. Yeah. It could have been any kind of sex toy yeah. apparatus, whatever. He just chose, he's at a hostel. He does, probably doesn't have room in his backpack. You know, he's traveling around. Yeah, yeah. You can't get your whole Symbian machine yeah. into your backpack as you're, as you're touring the country. Oh, so you, you use your bike somehow. Okay. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I, and now he's on a sex offender list. You know, he's just on the same list as like the rapists and the child molesters and yeah. stuff. Yeah. In our in our fair country, we don't we respect the bicycle. It served us so well through two world wars. The bicycle, <laughs> what else? <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Sheriff Colin Miller uh, said in almost four decades of the law. I thought I had come across every perversion known to mankind, but this is a new one to me. I have never heard of a cycle sexualist. <laughs> oh, oh, he just wanted to make up a word. I personally would have gone with bisexual. Uh, yeah, a bisexual, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I, I mean, come on. Uh, I, see now there uh, a. I have a real problem with just sex offender lists in general. Yeah. I get yeah. I get kind of where they're coming from, but the fact... I mean, like, for instance, I have a friend whose son was 18. Mm -hmm. He was making out with a girl who was 17. Mm. Uh, 18 being the, the age where you become legally an adult in this country. Right. And her brother called the cops who came in and arrested him, and he was convicted... Uh, of of having sexual, uh, not even they were just making out, but he was convicted of basically I don't know that it was statutory rape, but some lesser thing of that, and was put on a sex offender list. Jesus Christ! And how long is he on the sex offenders list? I don't know. I I mean I, I think in Utah it's like semi permanent or something. It, it seemed like it was a long time. Yeah. I know that I know the problem. The problem that I have with the sex offenders list is that it's a punishment. That, that I mean, it seems to be about public safety, right? That's sort of how they've like. That's how they couch it. Yeah, yeah. Like but, you need to know who this, who the ones yeah. in your in your in neighborhood your neighbor. are. Exactly, that you can't let your kids. You have to like go around. The sex offender has to go around and like knock on all the doors and announce the fact that they've just moved into the neighborhood, right? Or Sometimes. something like that. Some something like that. Maybe yeah. some do, some don't, depending on the nature of it. I, right. Again, I don't really fully fully know all the details of that, but 
nonetheless, it's this horrible thing that follows somebody around in a way that no other anything seems to follow people around. I mean, I've heard of people getting on the list for public urination. Right. That's like nothing. if the judge wants to really throw the the, the book at you. And there's boom. And frankly, there's nothing sexy about that. <laughs> no, there's not. Well, it's about exposing yourself right. in public. I right. think is the, the the point. Um, and depending on the nature of how you were peeing in public, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um, if you were leering at, you know, at people as they walked past or something. <laughs> I don't even want to imagine that. No, please don't. I invite you not to imagine almost anything that we say in the next few minutes. Uh, okay, anyway. so we have a problem with the sex offenders list. But what, what we really wanted to get to this whole thing is uh, bringing this up. It's not we're not just bringing it up because it's it's a funny story. Um, it's, it's and a sad, tragic story at the same right. time. Um, we're bringing it up because clearly there are some issues with Sur- sex surrounding sex, sex and religion. I mean, I was watching. So, so one of the th- reasons that I wanted to talk about this was that this week I was watching uh, a video of our friend Daryl Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, giving a lecture about uh, shame, about male shame, and it was a uh, shame in what way about being male? Well, I mean, so or maybe he, not about being he male, actually but explored the male, so, male he, he explored several several ways that that men in our society uh, are shamed, okay, uh, and and about several things, but what it, a lot of it boiled down to was sexuality and specifically religious views of sexuality, okay. So, for instance, uh, you know, men, men in religions, especially, you know, you look at the Abrahamic religions, you look at your, your Judaism, your, your Christianity, and your Islam, mm-hmm. and they all have these very, you know, in all of their books, there, there are these very strong prescriptions where men are to be in charge, and women are to be uh lesser than not in charge not in charge very much not in charge that's the important thing yeah that's the most important thing and then and you know the women's sexuality is all about sort of men controlling them and and it just becomes it sexuality becomes this means this of controlling people right and uh and you know when it so but that doesn't just affect the women when when a man when a man's daughter goes out and has sex against his will and uh and and gets pregnant then that reflects somehow on him and his psyche is hurt. Well he clearly rose her poorly, raised he, her poorly. Yeah, and he and 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 he taught her what to do and she disobeyed him and that that undermines his authority. Yeah. And all of this other stuff. So I mean it gets very complex, but the point is like religions are completely fucked up about sex. Yeah. They're in. They are a hundred percent wrong. Are there any that I'm trying to think? Are there any religions that are okay on sex, or is there always some fucked up weird rule surrounding sexuality? I, I mean, definitely know. in the West, yeah. If it's religion, it screws with your, with sexuality. It fucks up your sex. I don't know. I mean, Hinduism's interesting. I, when I was in India, I definitely saw like incredibly sexual iconography on temples. Right. And stuff, okay. you know, you chiseled into the into the rock. There are these images of like guys with dicks as almost as big as they are, you know, wow. penetrating women and all sorts of stuff. That so would be painful. They're into sex there. 
I don't, but, and you know, they, they are the inventors of the Kama Sutra and all of that sort of thing. Oh. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the Hindu, uh, if there's any way that Hinduism fucks with your sex, except that it's every bit as sexist over there. Well, and I'm sure that, like, again, your wife's sex sexuality and your daughter's sexuality is yours to own and control it, yeah as a man. it's on you yeah exactly so so yeah it's still even with the seeming permissiveness of things like the kama sutra and all of that all right. of that sexual imagery it's still you still read all the stories about you know women being beat up on buses and Jesus. yeah yeah it's there's no safe haven it seems from the sexual mores of religion right uh, you hear a lot of people talk about theories about why that is in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, maybe it's a good way of controlling people. Uh, Daryl Ray in his book, God and Sex, talks about how uh, how easily controlled someone is when you control their shame. How, oh, wow. You know, okay. when, you, when, you can, when you can make them feel bad, especially about something over which they have zero control. Like right. we are like a boy, a, 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 you know, a 15 year old boy is going to masturbate. Right. So if you can make sure that he feels shamed about that, you've got him. Right. Because he, he's going to keep going back to it. Right. And every time he's going to feel sin, sinful, and then he's going to come to you and say, I sinned again. And then you, you say, well, I, God will forgive you, but don't do it again. Right. Knowing full well, it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and, and but what's interesting about... And, and there's also the whole thing about, you know, women are the only ones for whom modesty is an issue. You know, modest, yeah, modesty yeah. in the... Not modesty in the real sense of the word. Sorry. Modesty in the Mormon sense of the word, meaning uh, keeping yourself covered up. Right. Clothing-wise. Right, right, What right. they call modest clothing, which we didn't cover it, but there's that whole story about the Utah... Uh, the Utah um, high school, Wasatch High School <laughs> here in Utah. <laughs> this is amazing. The, this year that Photoshopped... Uh, certain girls uh, yearbook photos to give them either to cover their shoulders, to give them sleeves when they were uh -huh. wearing a sleeveless shirt or to raise the neckline on certain yep. dresses and stuff. Those girls were looking a little, uh, uh, what's the right word? Normal. Yeah. And that's a problem. It's a bad, bad thing. It, what's, it, big I mean, deal. the before is so unoffensive on these pictures. I, I can't even it's believe it. It's shocking that they that they felt like anything had to be done. Yeah. But I mean this is the this is exactly what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about religion fucking with and boy, I feel it to this day. Like there are there are things about sexuality that I have to like still like stop myself and say no brain, that's your training. Mm. That's not really what what how sexuality should work. Right. All, all the slut shaming and all of the yeah, you know, a, you know, a friend of mine went recently on a trip and visited a good friend of hers in Denver, and she just went because you know they they like to every now and then get it on, and I and my initial impulse is like uh oh, and then I'm like wait why uh oh why not celebrate? Cool, they have a sometimes sexual good time wow it's just it's ingrained it's built in because see the problem was is that it uh, it was a woman dan who was behaving that way well because we we know that they're not supposed to because because if women have sex for fun yeah then they're sluts yeah now 
Yeah. How does? Yeah. I celebrate yeah. sluttiness, if it's chosen, if it's if it's if it's done responsibly and 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 chosen well. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Have some fun in this life. You only get one life. Yeah. All right. You don't. What? Go, so, be, go be slutty. Celebrate other people's sluttiness. Oh, I have no problem with people having lots of sex. I think it's great. Why not? Sure. With, with random, multiple people. Do it with whoever you want. I mean, as if you're choosing it and you're not doing it. You know, sometimes people do it because they're they're sort of acting out some something that they need. You know, sometimes you need to seek some help rather than self medicating with sex. And that's a good point. Uh, but but that, I'm still not going to judge the person for hell no. for having you've had a lot of sex with, no. with multiple partners. That's no. Yeah. I'm, I hope it's safe. Mm-hmm. The, you know, that's we need to encourage safety in sex because mm-hmm. there 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 are diseases about yeah that you don't want. But and you know that the yeah and Craigslist might not be the best place. No, what to, to go? No, but people do. People do. People do it. Uh, it may yeah. not be. I mean. There's ways to be smarter about it than others. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say if you're a gay man, the risks are a lot less than if you're a straight woman. Uh, Meaning? Hooking up with randoms. Oh, yeah. I mean, there... I mean, it it would just seem like it to me. Yeah. I mean, at least... Because... Yeah. I mean, the the gay culture does embrace the random sexual encounter in a way that straight culture does hasn't traditionally and so exactly. it doesn't bring the crazies out in in quite the same way that's kind of what i'm saying so yeah sure i'll give you that i'm i believe me when i was uh divorced uh from my first wife and just sort of trying to get my sea legs in in being a a, a single person again yeah and i hadn't really ever been a single person as an adult right so this was kind of like me exploring that i kind of wanted to go through a little slut phase for myself i kind of wanted to to make that happen yeah and i realized that um that's hard when you're a straight guy women can be tricky (laughs) but what i did realize because i as you know i've got a lot of gay friends right and i was just like god i wish i could be gay Mm. it would be i i could get laid right right now i know (laughs) right now i know we wouldn't even have to learn each other's names no that's true (laughs) That that is true. Unfortunately, that is true. I don't say that's unfortunate. You know, I'm okay with random sexual encounters that are mutually well, agreed yeah, upon. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess so. But not, not there is something about at least knowing the person's name. Yeah, there's. A, I mean, I, I for me, the joy of sexuality comes from sharing an intimate moment, and that you can't yeah. be that intimate with someone totally well, random. I mean, it, it's mainly just. You don't know the person's name. It's just rude. It is rude. There's because, a rudeness like, there. In what in what setting do you spend, you know, a, a chunk of time, yeah. however long it is? I mean, it might be a, a, a brief encounter, mm-hmm. but um, but nonetheless, you just spent some time with the person. You've had physical contact with the person, right? And you don't know their name, right? It does seem a little. It's rude. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Manners. That was. Uh, I'm glad that we got that out of the way. <laughs> anyway, I, I. So, I mean, I just think the problem. So the problem isn't that a guy was fucking a bike, though that may be a problem. It's not a problem that's any but of my business. To- are sex toys in that in that municipality or jurisdiction or whatever? Are they not? Are they illegal? Well, like, are you not allowed to you to use your sexual organ? 
with in, uh, ex- out of the bounds of of, of uh, human contact right exactly like what how does it hurt you i mean yeah. it hurts you if you like walk in on them it, yeah like that can be an alarming thing to see but they had to use the master key i know that he was operating under a, some an assumption of privacy exactly he wasn't he wasn't just flagrantly he wasn't in the lobby having sex with with his bicycle i guarantee you that's not the worst thing that happened in that hostel even that year no no uh, no that's it's so harmless this is the thing we are the thinking the the problem one of the big problems in our society is that the thinking about sex has been entirely controlled by religion for so long yeah that you can't even separate the cultural thoughts about sex from the religious thoughts about sex. Yeah. It's why these goddamn purity balls happen where these dads take their daughters oh, yeah. to a dance. Creepy. Yeah, no kidding. And they put a ring on their daughter. No, that's that's the creepy part. Creepy. That's that right there is the part that creeps me out. Because like a daddy daughter dance. There's a tradition of those. Sure. Those, those, those happen, right? And, and and if it were just for the bonding of, of yeah, a parent you, and child. But usually daddy-daughter dances are, I mean, are they, how, how old are these kids? Because daddy-daughters are usually like 12-year-olds. No, this is this is teenagers. Yeah. And uh, and, yeah. and then they make their, their daughters promise to, to remain pure. Pure. Mm. Like, yeah, if you have a penis inside you. You know, the Mormons love to do the whole, the whole, uh, do you want to give your husband a, a piece of chewed gum? You're a piece of gum for your husband. Do you want it to, to unwrap? Be, do you want it to be chewed, and or no, do you want it to be pristine? And, and you know, gu- gum comes in packets of multiple <laughs> pieces, right? So, so you know, when he chews another piece of gum, you should be fine with that. Yeah, according to well, Mormon or old Mormon thinking, at least. <laughs> no, but I mean. At, or the, or there's the there's the metaphor of the apple. Mm. Do you want do you want to give your husband an apple that's already had bites taken out of it? Mm. Who wants what, that? What, what about the metaphor of uh, a, a, a test drive in the in your car? Would you buy a car without test driving it first? Well, that that to me only helps if you're trying to convince people to have sex with their future married partner. That's what I'm saying. That you can tell is, with metaphors for anything. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Any either side of this can have metaphors, right? Do you want to be the first person to try the bungee cords when you bungee jump, <laughs> or do you want to let those things get used a few times and know that they're holding up? Dangerous, because yeah. uh, uh, dude might be nuts. Yeah, they might not know what they're doing. Yeah, you don't want to be the first jump to jump out of the to to jump <laughs> off the bridge with those bungee cords. You want to let a couple other people test that out first. Maybe uh, make sure the yeah get the length right. The length is right. I almost said it, and then I stopped myself. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, "Why the hell am I stopping myself?" <laughs> there, we we're good at metaphors. <laughs> we can do this all day, people. We'll 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 see your chewed piece of gum and raise you raise you a bungee cord. Yeah, there yeah. you go. You got to try it out. You got you got and you got you want somebody with some experience. Yeah. Do you, do you want do you want a doctor who's fresh out of medical school to be taking care of you, or do you no. want a doctor who's been doing it for a bunch of years? Right. Somebody you, who's got some tricks up their sleeve. And do you want a patient who's never seen a doctor before? I'm just, I'm just, no, that doesn't. I, you, now you've you've ruined it. You you broke it. Shit. Okay, so that one doesn't really work. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think we've made our point. Yeah. You want some experience under that belt? 
Yeah. You know, who knows what could happen then? Metaphors. That's what I'm that's yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, exactly. So uh so yeah, I, I I encourage all of us to to check our thinking on sexuality, considering that most of us were taught uh from a perspective that's just not e- not even not even it, the the problem isn't even just that it was crafted by a bunch of prudish religious types. Right. It's that it's not even remotely in line with who we are as a species. Yeah. Like we are critters and we have like urges that we we have a whole we have a whole nature to us. Oh yeah. That we're not acknowledging at all. Right. Like why is sexuality all about defying our nature? I don't know. The natural man is an enemy to God. I know. Did you know that? I I read it. Yeah. Fact, yeah. Enemy. Enemy. You start going around having sex like a bonobo, you have you are fighting God using sex to uh instead of instead of war. Instead of fighting. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so maybe if you become an enemy to God but as a bonobo, that just means that you'll offer yourself as a sexual partner to God. Right. Later. Ooh. <laughs> Hey God, hey, G- I, I heard Jesus was hung like this. He's hung. That's the joke. Anyway, he's hung this much. He's hung like this. That's <laughs> and then you put your arms out like he's hung on the cross. See, that's the. I don't get it, Dan. He's just, it's just, it's just reference to his penis. Wow, <laughs> it's a it's a double entendre. Uh oh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's okay. I'll tell you when you're grown up. <laughs> so get out there and uh, and think different about sexuality. That's what I encourage. What? And if you uh, if you have any anything any thoughts that you'd like to share with us about about sexuality and how how your religion effect may have affected your sexuality, yeah, feel free to write in to us. Please do. In fact, podcast at thinkgodimatheist.com is our email. Address. Right, right. You can you can uh, leave us a voicemail and let us hear your beautiful voice on the air. That's four two four six 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 eight four four two. Or, uh, you know, get on to Facebook, facebook.com slash Atheist. Like us there. Follow the conversation. Uh, make comments. Yeah. All of all of the above. Yeah. Um, remember that you can uh, go to our webpage, thankgodimatheist.com. You can leave comments there, read the blogs, and uh, and also you can, uh, you can donate. Or you can buy a t-shirt. Or you can buy a t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks to McKenzie for all the Facebook help. And, uh, of course, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for letting us use their music. And uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.